Welcome to movie ministry. As I get my notes. <laughs> Let's start over. Welcome to Movie Ministry. We talk pop culture entertainment and how it relates to the teachings of Jesus. Whether movies or TV or streaming, we talk about it. My name is Aris Buckner. I'm a Christian husband, father, pastor, designer, and nerd. And it's just great to be back. I just want to let you know that. Uh, I know it's, uh, I, I keep taking these hiatus. I feel like I apologize all the time. Um, but I, I recently got back from an amazing conference. Uh, in Orlando, and again, I, it's all in the name in the intro. I'm a pastor, uh, and I'm on the East Coast, and I came back from a conference in Orlando, uh, feeling newly inspired, and and hopefully we get some new uh, subscribers because of it. And I got a chance to speak, and sh- you know, shared a lot about the things that I'm doing. I'm just excited to be back. A lot of encouragement. Thanks to you, and if you're listening, uh, for either reaching out, emailing me, and talking to me personally, because. Uh, it means a lot. You know, a lot of these things that I do or the podcast or my website, all those things, I kind of shoot in the dark, hoping that it reaches somebody. And so um, very grateful uh, for those to to say, hey, continue to do what you do. And uh, and I will. I will continue to do what I do. Um, and you've inspired me to, to, to really continue to push through, uh, you know, because life is life. A lot of these things that I do are really kind of side projects, time, uh, you know, away from my family. And I try to carve it out either late nights or early mornings, like like right now, recording this podcast is like 5.22 a.m. Uh, just to sneak out so I don't impede or take away from my family. I can skip back, you know, in and right before uh, my sons wake up or my wife wake, wakes up and I can can really uh, give to my family. So, so, yeah, a lot of this extra work. Now, I love it. And so it doesn't feel like work. Um, but your encouragement definitely uh, pushes me through. So I'm excited to be back. So I just wanted to take that side note. Um, I know it's it's been a while since I put out uh, a podcast. So thank you if you're still listening. Uh, really great. Now back to the scheduled program. You know, this is not your traditional movie review. I, I say this in the beginning of mostly uh, all the podcasts that I do. Uh, if you want, if you found here or looked at the title, oh, they're talking about uh, movies. Um, I'm going to talk about it from a spir- spiritual perspective, meaning from a Christian perspective. And we're going to cover the the moral themes of the film, not so much of the technical aspects um, that typical reviews or movie movie reviews do. Uh, there's a ton of podcasts of, of smarter people than, than I on the topic of film. However, I want to corner the market on bringing Jesus' teachings or at least connecting Jesus' teachings to these moral themes and dilemmas that we find our characters in. And so that's the difference of this. And hopefully uh, you like it. And um, you don't need to be Christian to follow along. Uh, a lot of the stuff I'm going to try to walk through uh, for someone who is not as familiar with Christianity. And that's honestly the reason why I'm doing this podcast is uh, I, I want to use uh, the content that I talk about, whether the movies are streaming or whatever, games, life, whatever to use that as a translation and understanding what 
Christianity is about. And hopefully that uh, reaches you. Hopefully, if you've been intrigued to figure that out, um, then yeah. And, and again, for me, I, I explained it in another podcast. It would be fascinating for me if I saw someone breaking down, um, you know, content or material or media from the perspective of a different religion. It would just help me understand that religion, right? I mean, if someone was breaking down, you know, crime movies or superhero movies from like a Islamic perspective, um, I'd be intrigued. I'm, I'm not Muslim, but I, I'd be intrigued uh, to understand Islam through that lens. And I think it's refreshing. And so hopefully this is a refreshing uh, perspective or a refreshing uh, entrance, a soft entrance into understanding uh, Christianity. And if you're a Christian, this will be right at home. And and, and, and hopefully for you, if, if you're a Christian and a movie lover like I am, then, then obviously it will help uh, you enjoy uh, movies in the future. So let's get to our topic for today, uh, which is uh, Marvel's Black Widow. This movie came out, I, I think, uh, a couple years ago. Um, I, I believe I remember it uh, coming out kind of in, in the the, uh, the 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 dead of middle. Uh, I don't know if that's a word or a phrase uh, of the pandemic. And I believe it was released on Disney Plus. I don't know if it got a theatric release, uh, but it, but it didn't come with a lot of hoopla. The movie has been pushed back. I think even in in production, or at least the release date for some time. And so it didn't get the, the air to breathe right away. And it seemed like to, to get rushed out because it, it came at an awkward time in the timeline of, of the MCU. And so, yeah, I mean, in, in critical reviews, it wasn't all that great. Um, but I love this film. Okay, I will repeat that. I love this film. There were a lot of things in this this film that really connected with me personally, and I'll talk about those. Triggered some things, um, but but really spoke to me about the central themes. Again, we'll we'll get into that later. If you're not familiar with the movie and a lot of the content on this podcast, I encourage you, please go back and watch um, the movies, watch whatever content that that I'll be talking about helps um, you follow along better. And, and if you found this, hopefully you are a, a movie lover. Um, you know, if not, that's all we're talking about. So uh, there you go. But if, if just to refresh your memory, if you haven't seen um, Blackwood in a while, uh, it follows the main character of Natasha Romanoff, who is uh, a main piece in the overall Avengers team and uh, and played such a central role throughout uh, the MCU. And so, um, and everyone's been calling for give her her own movie and they did. And so this follows that follows kind of her jagged past, her childhood. We get to know more about who she is because she is largely a mystery because she plays, I think before she entered, uh, kind of the Avengers team, she 
was a spy and I think, uh, you know, the, this type of agent, um, incredible, uh, super spy. Um, and, you know, was on the bad team switch and now became on the good team. And so we kind of get kind of a quick turn to that early on, uh, in, in kind of the, the Marvel cinematic universe. Um, so here we kind of see her, uh, in, in that kind of bad element and, and the different things that she, uh, has done or been a part of, but also, um, you know, kind of those redeeming qualities that she's coming back to be confronted with her past. And so it just, it's just wonderful film. Love it. And, and we're going to dive into those themes that to me really spoke to me. So uh, hopefully that caught you up to speed somewhat. And again, it follows her family. So we'll get to see her younger sister and, and um, you know, uh, air quotes, you can't see it. Uh, and her dad and her mom. And, and if you watch the film, you know um, why I'm using air quotes. But uh, we'll get into all that mix here as we start to cover some of the moral themes. Um, because, again, it's a lot of really great stuff that I took away with um, that really moved me watching um, this film. So let's get into some of those uh, big ideas. So when I think of the big ideas, and, and what I mean by that is the big moral themes, the sweeping themes that jump out of you, there's a lot of stuff you can pull out, but what was what were some of those big ideas that um, that you kind of feel the movies communicating? And here are a couple that came to mind. Now I'll list them out and then we'll circle back to talk about it. So for me, some of the big ideas, the first thing that jumped out to me is, is really what defines family. Again, we'll talk about that later, but what defines family? Is, is it, you know, genetics? Is it, is it association? Is it interest? Is what, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that, but what defines family? Next is, is childhood trauma is real and, and how it affects someone uh, in the long term. And when you watch this, you can't escape uh, the the childhood trauma that Natasha goes through, and and, and her uh, younger sister Yelena, um, and and that those are the elements again. As we we go back and circle back and talk to it, really spoke to me in those lasting effects. And then we'll end with my personal revelation. What did I um, come away with in the end? And I'll save that as a secret. You got to listen to the very end to, to get that nugget. But uh, let's circle back. So let's talk about what defines family. when watching this and looking at it, you know, the, the movie um, opens up um, again, it's been, it's been a little bit, but it, it opens up with seeing a young uh, Natasha and, you know, I think she's about 13, maybe 12, 13 and with her family. And, and it seems kind of this like cookie cutter. I think she's riding a bike and opening scene. She gets home. They're, they're sitting around getting ready to eat dinner and and then the um i believe the dad comes home um 
disheveled and like, hey, we, we've we've got it, we've got to go, or, or or something like that. And like, from what I remember, and and so so boom, the movie kind of just jumps right into the family leaving, and, and then it starts to show you, no, this isn't her family. Um, this is uh, people who are, are handlers or whoever they are, uh, you know, temporary um, guardians. But this is not her family, and 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 she's kind of you know um, ushered into this kind of airport scene that we'll kind of get to next in the kind of childhood trauma part that that's pretty explosive. But but when I saw that, and and really throughout the film, what are these ties? Why does she still associate with certain? Um, parts of, of of people in this again, I'm using air quotes in this family, uh, especially her younger sister Yelena. Like, what what makes family family when maybe you've been lied to, or maybe there isn't any physical connections? And and when I thought about that, when I wrote that down, watching the movie or thinking about the movie, um, there were some definitions that came up with that we, at least I, come up with when I think about family, and, and, and it's different iterations. Uh, one is, is is blood relatives, right? That that's kind of the the obvious one, and you born into it physically. You, we all are born into a family, you know, of of having a biological father, having a biological mother, and and genetically we're tied, right? Um, and if you have siblings, genetically you're tied together. And that that doesn't discriminate whether you're living at home or not in the home. You are tied genetically to someone, and and so, but the, but does that consider family? You know, if someone had, you know, artificial insemination or uh, or adopted someone, um, and you haven't been around your biological family uh, or or people who are genetically connected to you, are they family? And, and most of us would say no. Um, they weren't the ones that raised us. So then what defines family? Is it illegal guardians, right? Maybe, you know, I, I know some friends that, that have been uh, adopted or taken in, into uh, guardianship of, of, of someone. And, um, and, and so maybe their again, biological parents were unable to take care of them. Maybe they passed away um, while they were young and now they're in, um, care of someone else that's not, uh, and in some ways it could be genetically connected, could be not, could be a grandmother, could you know, but does that consider family? You know, and that's more of tied in 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 that way, and and then when you think of some people like, hey, I I had really bad experiences, both blood relatives or legal guardians. And I don't consider any of those people my family. I consider those who have the same interest in me, right? Liked interest um, that that we we like the same movies or, uh, you know, I, I, in high school I played sports, you know, we were on a sports team together or, you know, if you play professional sports, you know, you're connected or or maybe at work, right? Uh, your coworkers, maybe work at a job, you all are really excited about it and, and there's liked interest. And do you, sometimes we would consider that group our family. Again, what defines family. And then lastly, it could just be simply just people you you love and you trust, right? People who you can confide in. And that may be blood relative, that may not be. It may be a significant other other or a partner or, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend. 
is that family? Maybe a group of people that that you've grown up with and and childhood friends. Maybe you consider that that's my family because those people I trust and I love. Again, and some of these categories can overlap, right? A legal guardian can actually be genetically connected to you who could be someone you love and trust and who may have your same interest. And so some of these can overlap. But these are some of the ideas that went through my mind because when you watch Black Widow, that's, at least for me, that's something that goes to my mind like, wow, so so what do you really consider family for someone like Natasha um, in the movie, that character, to be around or surrounded by people that are not connected to her uh, in any way other than this, this grand scheme again in the movie the Black Widow program was like these training of these super soldiers, of these women that were abducted through human trafficking, and they've been groomed um, to just be killers. And because they have no background, because no one wants them, they can be abused and take advantage of. And so Natasha is dropped into this environment. And so everyone she comes in contact with is trying to take from her, aside from her younger sister, Yelena. And we'll, we'll get to that in a moment. And so when I was watching this, I'm like, wow, who can she considers family? I think if you were to ask her in the beginning of the film, it would be the Avengers, right? The, the crew of heroes she has forged relationships with, have been through legitimate experiences with, who really cares for her. That would be her family. And so, man, it, it's... I love that dynamic. I love that dynamic of of wrestling through when you watch the movie Her Past and those relationships of those people who are not really in her best interest, at least in some parts, especially in the beginning. You're like, who are these people? But the, the movie does a great job as you go through to see how these characters bond, right? Uh, Natasha, her younger sister, her mom, um, I think Milena. Um, and her her dad, whose name is slipping my mind right now, how they how they deal with their relationships now, and I thought that was very very um, interesting to me in watching the film. You know, next is is the the aspect of childhood uh, trauma. You know, when we watch the scene that I talked about, um, kind of the opening scene. It's kind of like 14, 15 minutes into the movie. Um, very powerful scene of, of this realization, not so much for Natasha, because when you're watching that opening scene, it seems like she's been through this before when they have to pick up and leave and go because they've been found out or um, their cover is blown. And so she's used to that. And, and that's kind of even a mystery. How many times has she done this before? But her younger sister, Yelena, has not gone through this. I think Yelena is more uh, four or five uh, in in that particular scene. And she's disoriented because in her world, this is her family. I mean, she's trusted the people. And and I love children. And it's it's a detriment as well. But I love children. They, They give you their hearts right away. Now, it's very dangerous in the world that we live in when people want to take from them uh, that that trust and that and that um, really that vulnerability that kids give because they've got to rely on the people who are their caretakers. And so young Yelena is like, I I don't know what's going on. Like, why are we leaving? 
and and what's happening and and, and so man it's it's a very traumatic experience not just for young Elena but also Natasha even though she's gone through this the fact that she she so coldly just switches to okay the, all right we've been found out we've got to move on now is is um it's a bad sign right that she's she's accepted this life and and that has some some trauma that will will bleed out later in the film but but basically the film they're at the dinner table they've been found out they're all whisked away they're, they're driving to try to escape um the the authorities and, and they get to this um kind of uh, uh airstrip where they get ready to take off and i believe they're going to russia i'm not for sure where where they are taking from that point but you have this kind of standoff there's like um shots and and the kids are caught in the middle and and um i mean it's just it's overwhelming especially for young yelena at at four or five and it's like all this is overwhelming to 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 take and and she realized you know who who are you know her dad's trying to give her away to this guy that she doesn't even know and what's happening here and and I, i you know i trusted you and and then the the scene ends with both Natasha and her sister being knocked out and taken away, right? Uh, kind of whisked into that human trafficking I alluded earlier. And I'm like, wow, like when I saw that scene, I'm like, this is is extremely traumatic. And for someone who works in in ministry and serves in ministry, talks with people, counsels people uh, for many years. It's gosh, it's been over 20 years of of working with people. And, um, you know, I, I'm no expert by any means. I didn't go to school for some advanced degrees in psychology or understanding um, just how people work. But the beauty of actually working with people, you get experience. Uh, you, you, I may not know all the technical terms for things or how the mind works, but I've been working with people one-on-one for 20 plus years. And um, man, it's, it is um, just overwhelming for me when I watch a movie like this, I can immediately think about all the different interactions and experiences I've had and sit downs with various people over time and, and learning and counseling. And, and a lot uh, of my questions quickly goes back to how was your upbringing? Tell me about your family life. Because that gives me clues to why they are who they are and how they respond to the challenges they face. And so watching this, I was like, wow, like these two girls are going to have some of the most just traumatizing, well, this event's traumatizing, but just so much of the the seeds that are planted here, 15 minutes in the movie, man, have lasting effects, right? It's just a movie, but when I watch it, I mean, even when I watch movies, I'm like, man, these movies are really uh, visual parables of our lives in the world, right? We all can relate to this, of of some type of of childhood traumatic experience, whether great or small. And I never try to judge someone's traumatic. Well, that's not really traumatic. Well, for that person, it is. Given their environment, given their upbringing, it could be traumatic. Like uh, my upbringing was very traumatic. Um, 
you know, in the, in, I'm using air quotes again, in the world standpoint, you know, being raised single mom, four kids. Uh, my father uh, was a drug addict growing up. You know, that's pretty traumatic and, and in and out of rehab, trying to stay family split, mom trying to make it um, on her own, um, trying to be the best parent. I mean, the, some pretty rough memories, right? But then you fast forward to my family, um, you know, wife and I, you know, a, a, a great marriage, you know, we're not perfect. Uh, two boys and they're, they're two boys. They're rambunctious. They're all over the place. We try to do the best we can. But their upbringing is much different, much more stable, um, nothing like my upbringing. But trauma for me and my upbringing was pretty obvious. But trauma for them is different, but it's no less not trauma, right? I was talking to my son the other day and he was, you know, bummed out because, you know, he, he, he had lost a toy or something like that and he was broken up about it, right? And we can look at that like, get over it. Well, for him, I mean, I want to go so far as a traumatic experience, but it bothered him, and it really it 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 it, it uh, you know took him out, right? Uh, and I try to make all those moments very genuine and real, and to sit down and communicate and talk to him, because what what he's going through, he doesn't know the difference of what's extreme traumatic experience and not. He's like, man, I can't find this. Like, can you help me? Um, or or it's broken or. You know, um, one of my sons, he has, has a learning disability and, and he wrestles through that. Uh, and it's hard for him to communicate and connect uh, or if people are saying, hey, are you listening? And he's like, uh, you know, I, yeah, or he's forgotten. He's like, I don't know. And, and he gets frustrated with those things, right? And I have to be careful not to overlook those things because for him, it's important. And again, I don't know, it goes far as traumatic, but it's important. And we all go through them. We all can relate to them. Again, whether great or whether small. We've been through situations growing up that has been traumatic in our way. Again, whether you you have a, a split up in the home, right? Parents didn't stick together. Maybe you, you know had a rough upbringing, like again, similar to, to what I've shared. Or maybe you moved around a lot. Maybe you're part of a military family and you maybe moved around a lot and you didn't have... A lot of connections with your friends and that in some ways it created some childhood trauma there and, and, and feeling alone and, and, and always feeling the new person in school. I definitely can relate to that. I went to many different schools and many different high schools uh, growing up. A lot of different situations. Maybe you have a great family upbringing, right? Um, you know, but but there were other things that that really bothered you. Maybe your school experience, maybe you were bullied. Maybe there's so many different things that, that had led to some type of, of traumatic experience, you know, or maybe it came later in life. Who knows? Like we all have these things we can relate to. And again, watching this scene, I just think there's things in our lives that will be seeds planted that we have to wrestle with later on. All of us, no one is immune to it. I even talked to friends who've had everything Grew up in a very um, uh, wealthy and privileged upbringing. And yet, the family aspect lacked love, right? And so, though they were taken care of in a, a physical standpoint, there's a lot of emotional traumatic experience there, emotional trauma that they've gone through. 
And so, again, this is stuff we can relate. And, and what I love, again, like I mentioned about movies, is they present to us this visual parable, the same way Jesus taught in the scriptures, to really pull out of people, to get them invested into the story, to unravel who they are. And that's, again, that's why I love media, because that really unravels, again, watching this particular movie in Black Widow, unraveled and triggered me because of my past. And that's one of the reasons why I love it so much. There's a lot of things that I'm, I saw myself in, Natasha being the oldest of the four and having to, 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 to grin and bear it, um, to be there for my, my brothers when they were kind of like the younger Yelena's and not know what's happening. My mom's saying, hey, we got to move here. Um, your dad is, is, is a danger to us. And we've got we've to go somewhere else where he doesn't know where we are. And so a lot of that connected with me um, on a really deep and emotional level. And the effects of that later that you see in the movie as well. Things that I had to wrestle with uh, just in life, all through high school and the college. And as well as I, when I decided to become a Christian and really study the Bible and figure out my life, there's a lot of things I had to wrestle with. Those seeds that were planted in my childhood. And you definitely see that in the movie, those lasting effects. Some hour and hour and 10 minutes into the movie, uh, there's a very powerful scene with Natasha, Yelena, and their parents uh, at the dinner table. And, and just you can see um, the effects of this childhood trauma. Um, the scene is dripping with bitterness, right? These bitter comments um, that Natasha says to her mom, right? Her, her mom had made a comment about, you know, this is not how I raised you. And Natasha was like, you didn't raise us at all, right? There's a lot in that. A lot of weight in that. Reveals a lot about how Natasha feels about her, her mom. And then later on, um, Natasha's at the, at the table and, and, and really hit the climax of, of this interaction and, and argument. And she just yells at um, her her. Her dad says, you're an idiot. And then yells at her mom, you are a coward, right? And talking about how um, they raised them and, and really um, were at fault for this whole, subjecting them to this whole kind of abusive human tra trafficking, super spy program, the Blackwater program. And you can see it just ooze out of her. All the things that she's been storing up, right? This, this, Bitterness, this this hatred, right? The 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 lost childhood because of what the people she trusted to be caretakers didn't do. In fact, they, they handed her over to evil. And uh, and the most heartbreaking thing is, is Yelena when she's sharing all this. Like like this was all real to me. Like you guys are fighting all these different things, but when I look back at those times. Those are the only good times for me. And it gives you perspective because you look at that, you're like, wow, this is all fake. It was all a lie. But for her, because she had so much trauma in her life, like those brief moments um, were special to her. It was family to her, right? Again, going, going back to that, that opening question, what is family? Well, for Yelena, that was family. It was the, 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 the moments that um, she felt trust and felt like people loved her, but didn't realize it was fake and it was a lie. A lot of stuff in here, right? And I'm not trying to be a downer and going through this, but man, like this is why I love this movie. There's some real 
awesome moments, right? And you get the the typical Marvel spy blow up stuff here, beat a couple of guys up here, which is always comical that, you know, yeah, all, you know, how you fight through and mow through a bunch of people and they just lie down on the ground and no one recovers and comes to. But anyways, that's another topic. And so they do that. There's a lot of explosions and bangs and noises and and cool flips and, and dropping out of buildings. And that's the stuff I don't really care about. But unlike mo- many of those Marvel films, and Marvel does a really good job of talking about the human aspect of it. That's why I love their movies. They do really try to push forward uh, the characters in a very human and relatable way. But this one really hit me um, really well. Uh, and it, which leads to my last part, right? You know, when you're in this dinner scene kind of hour in, you get to this place like what's missing from this, again, using air quotes, quote unquote, family dynamic. Um, it is this aspect of forgiveness. And and that leads me to the kind of last section I want to talk about here before we end is this idea, you know, for me, when I walked away from the film, it was this idea of personal revelation of forgiveness. Like that was the revelation for me when, when I came out of it, especially towards the end, the idea of how powerful forgiveness is, how powerful forgiveness is. You know, I've always loved you, but now I like you too, very much. Towards the end of the film, uh, I think it's almost, the runtime's almost about two hours. Uh, you have this beautiful scene between Natasha and Yelena. And, and it circles back to that dinner scene I mentioned. And it's this idea of, she, Natasha's felt guilty that she's never come back for her sister. And that she escaped the Black Widow program, had built a family in the Avengers, but never really circled back to even figure out is her sister alive and 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 try to rescue her from that in fact Yelena had shared a bit of that bitterness like you never come back for me so even though you're yelling at you know their fake mom and dad about you know he's an idiot mom's a coward but you also abandoned us and you abandoned me right Yelena's saying that to Natasha in that dinner scene well towards the end of the film Natasha uh, there was a again big bang explosion that you can expect from from a comic book movie, and Natasha's running over to her sister to see if she's okay because um, she's she's passed out, and and um, Yelena comes too. The younger sister comes comes too. She she wakes up, and Natasha quickly says, "Man, I I, I should have come back for you," and it's a very powerful scene. Like I should have come back for you, and she quotes what Yelena had quoted at the dinner scene. When she talked about, hey, this family was real for me. Natasha says, hey, it was real for me too. Alluding to their relationship was real. It wasn't fake. 
She really cared for her. She really loved for loved her. It wasn't some business relationship or, or, or something she can abandon. And something that she's thought, even all these years that they've been apart. And I love that scene. It's so powerful. And the reason why that scene is powerful is not because of the acting, which was great. But it was the idea of forgiveness. The, the way Yelena responds to her and, and just, you know, forgives her. Right. And you can see in those moments, again, the acting is is great. And you can see the, the the tears welling up in Scarlett Johansson's eyes, right? In Natasha's eyes. And it's man, it, it's it's a moving scene of Yelena accepting and forgiving her sister. Um, but also Natasha getting to a place of vulnerability and letting the guards down and letting someone in. And for me, that's family, right? That's family. When you have relationships that you can be vulnerable with that don't take advantage of you, but listens, and it may challenge. I'm not saying you don't challenge or speak the truth in love, but but there's forgiveness there, which draws you in and creates a close relationship. And that, to me, that's what makes a true family where it's built on that. It's built on, on people you can trust and be vulnerable with and you can make mistakes even and they forgive and accept you. And that circles back to, again, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's a greater figure in history. It's all about forgiveness and acceptance and drawing us back. You know, famous verse in John uh, 3.16, and everybody can quote it, but it's all about that, uh, this idea of forgiveness and wanting to draw closer those who are far, right? Those um, who have made those mistakes like Natasha. And in John 3.16, again, you can quote it. I'll read it. I uh, love reading the word. But it talks about for God to love the world, that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. And that's the power of forgiveness, right? It's, it's Jesus being your lane and saying, hey, I forgive you. You know, even though you abandoned me and, and whatever that may be, I forgive you. Um, and that, that's, that's the power I, I, I feel, you know, and I'm biased, but I feel about, uh, Christianity is this element of forgiveness and I haven't studied every religion, but, um, gosh, there's aspects of this really missing, uh, and being a central theme. Um, cause we all need to be forgiven. We've all made mistakes and I don't care how, who you are, you have made mistakes. And if you're thinking that you haven't, then you just made a mistake, right? Um, and we all want to be around um, a group of people who are willing to stick it out with us, even though we make those mistakes. And that journey for me has been tough at times, right? Uh, for me, becoming a Christian, circling back my story of um, having the same interaction, the reason why Black Widow has resonated with me, because I had to have that Natasha Yelena moment with my own dad. And years later, after I become a Christian and having a conversation with him and, and, and even before becoming a Christian, 
Christian making his decision to forgive him, even though I hadn't had contact with him for many years up to that point. But then a couple of years later, running into him, one realizing, hey, my dad's alive and he and he's he's really fighting still, you know. And and today he's d- done really well and, and he's kicked his his addiction and 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 he's doing really well. I've been very grateful uh, for it. But I remember having that conversation with him, and and he, had, he it was much like Natasha was apologizing for all the things he's done, apologizing not being there, apologizing for for all those things, and you know, and it felt it felt freeing and great to hear that. Um, but I didn't need to. Uh, it was great, but I didn't need to because I've already forgiven him, and and be able to share. Hey, you know, Dad, I, I forgive you. Um, you've gone through your things, and he has his own story. Um, like a Natasha, uh, that uh, he had to go through his own dark periods of time and um, losing a lot of his family members and why he ch- why he turned to the uh, the avenue of drugs um, to help medicate the, the the demons that had been plaguing him. And so it was cool to be able to say, "Hey, I I don't I don't I've give I've forgiven you for those things prior to even you know reconnecting, and that I just want to build our relationship from here." And it was cool for him to hear that. It was good for me to to say it. And, uh, and you know, our relationship isn't perfect. It's been some years past from having that conversation. But I love my dad. You know, I couldn't say that um, prior to becoming a Christian or even leading up to become, you know, moments of, of deciding to become a Christian. Um, but I can say it now after becoming a Christian. And, and, and that sparked by Jesus' forgiveness in me, uh, of me, um, that led me to forgive my dad and knowing that um, I want to move forward and, and, and to really be family, right, um, with him. And it's been great. It's been great up to this point. And him to see my life flourish and grow um, with all its mistakes and bumps and bruises and his life um, trying to reclaim what he can over the years of, of what drugs have done to him. And, and it's been great. It's been great to have got some chance to, to read the Bible with him and things like that. And, and really, um, he's, you know, share my life and what I've been doing all the years that, that he's missed. And so it's been really, really cool. But, but that, that's family. Now he wasn't family early on, even though he's biologically my dad, he wasn't family. But in the end, with that connection of forgiveness, um, has become family, and it's been pretty awesome, and I've been pretty encouraged to uh, to be able to say that now, you know, years later, and, and that's why the the movie for Black Widow really hit me is 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 because of this. It's seeing the rockiness of the trauma that Natasha's gone through, figuring out the idea of family, which I really think that's the big ideas that that the movie's trying to circle, and in the end, really seeing that that that. They are family. And obviously the mom and dad were pulled in too um, because they all had, you know, that after Yelena had forgiven Natasha, they had a moment all together and, and really apologizing and forgiving each other. And in that moment, they became family. Not because of association or because or they were raising them or guardianship or any of those things. It was in that moment in the end where they can trust each other and forgive each other as they became family. And so... Um, hopefully that helps you. Uh, that's the podcast. And uh, as we round up here, a great movie. And if you haven't seen it, please go back and watch it. 
it is a great one for me. Again, why I, I uh, out of many of the, the Marvel movies, that's one of my favorite, or, or even out of the Marvel content they produce, that's my favorite. And so um, hope you liked it and uh, hope you liked the discussion. I hope it sparks more interest in you to whether read more scriptures on forgiveness or study out forgiveness. Um, intrigued about Jesus and his forgiveness for you. Um, all of it, all of the above. So thanks uh, for for listening. Thanks for joining Movie Ministry. You know, whether you're, in, you're listening home or work, school, commuting, wherever, um, I definitely appreciate it. You can check out more of the stuff. Uh, the things that I do uh, in the description um, of the podcast and click on those links and have at it um, to help your journey of faith. And I hope you stick around for future discussions that we have and to support us by telling everybody. Thanks. Thanks.